This is your go-to podcast for the breaking news across the NFL. While breaking down how this might affect your fantasy team's success. Are you ready to be a champ? Then welcome to Fields of Fantasy. Hello and welcome to Fields of Fantasy as we continue our deep dives into the NFL teams ahead of the fancy season. Uh, It's your boys Tom and Ed here uh, as we move on to look at the AFC South. Fairly interesting division uh, and I think um, the team that we're going to look at this week are the Jacksonville Jaguars. Tom, uh, how do you feel about the Jags? A London team. Do you have any affinity with them at all? Uh, No. No, okay. No, not particularly. Fair enough. Uh, I'll admit I've enjoyed looking at the Jags. They've got some exciting players there. So um, it's certainly been a team that I've enjoyed uh, researching. And, and I expect them to have a, a very good season. I think they've been very hyped up, aren't they, the Jags, this off-season? Yeah, they look quite open in, the, in terms of line as well, don't they, I think? Yeah, I mean, let's start off with their, their superstar. I think we can give him that title now, uh, uh, quarterback. And that is Trevor Lawrence. So... T-Law is currently being drafted as QB8, which is at the end of round four. Um, and he's being drafted exactly where he finished the 2022 season, which is QB8, a season where he took huge strides forward. I, I expect him and the Jags to dominate uh, a poor AFC South. Um, I've seen some talk of the Titans being a strong side um, recently, but I, I'm not buying into that. Last season, Lawrence under Doug Peterson improved his completion percentage his yards per attempt, and his touchdown rate significantly. More improvement this year? I, I expect so. He's going to have even more dangerous targets. And um, There's not much to say about him, really, except that he's pretty much a surefire bet, and he sits just under that top tier of fancy quarterbacks, I'd say. So he's probably going where, where he deserves to go. Uh, are you a T-Law fan? I am, actually, yeah. Uh, I would take him probably over Fields, who we talked about before. Really? Okay, yeah, right. and probably over Herbert. Right, interesting, I, yeah. I really like T-Law, yeah. Um, I, there was a lot of hype, obviously, when he came out, wasn't there? And disappointing first season, but none of his fault. You know, none of that was his fault. Horrendous offensive scheming. Um, and he, last year, he showed what he really can do. And with his, obviously, newest addition, I think he could take huge strides this year. Yes, let's talk about that newest edition. So is there a bit of conjecture about who wide receiver one will be in Jacksonville? I'm not sure if there is, because I think it's going to be Calvin Ridley, uh, who's going as wide receiver 18 early in round four. He's undoubtedly a top-tier talent, and I fully expect him to form a great relationship with T-Law. He hasn't played a si- you know, since a serious injury in week four of the 2021 season. Of course, the NFL, in their wisdom, banned him for a full year for gambling. But uh, are you ready for some training camp hyperbole? Yes. He's been looking explosive in training camp uh, and showing the talent that guided him to a top five fantasy wide receiver slot in his last full season. So he, he's got the he's got the kind of stats to back that up. Could he do that again? I'd, I'd be surprised if he ended up in the top five. But I would not see, be surprised at all to see him as like a top 10, 12 uh, wide receiver. And Ridley Taylor could be good value stack in DFS uh, if you get involved in that this season. Yeah, i got to agree, really. I think he's clearly the wide receiver one on the team. Um, he's obviously shown he's got that pedigree and that talent. But what are we? It's about a year and a half not having not played, really. Yeah, it's well, by the time he gets onto the field, it's going to be knocking on two years since he's, he's played. And, and yeah, is that rustiness a factor? It could be the first few weeks. Could be. 
But like you say, all the, I mean, but it's training camp season, isn't it? You know, like you, when you read about this stuff, all the hype is every player is unbelievable. <laughs> Seriously, so, every yeah. day. There's no one who's going, no, they've looked awful in training yeah, camp. Yeah. So, yeah, and, and I think he will be wide receiver one. But he's got competition there. They, 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 they had a couple of successful wide receivers who I remember talking about on Sunday night, Bet Club last season. The first of them being Christian Kirk, who's going as wide receiver 32 early in round seven. He finished last season as wide receiver 11. Surprised a lot of people. He got that big money move from Arizona. It was felt that the, the, the Jags had overpaid for him. Maybe they did, but he ended up, you know, with 84 receptions, over 1,100 yards and eight touchdowns. His best season by distance. I mean, is that the benefit of a good quarterback or is that unfair on Kyler Murray? Well, what would you say? Are you, uh, uh, <laughs> I'm not a big Murray fan. No, but Murray's a good quarterback. Yeah, oh, okay, I'll let, I'll let you have that one. <laughs> um, I mean, there's, uh, uh, there's no doubt that Ridley's going to eat into some of Kirk's targets. Of course he is. Hence why he's kind of profiling in that low wide receiver two range. The Jags ranked ninth in scoring last season. So there's still going to be plenty of opportunities for Kirk. And he's someone who I have looked to pick up if he does drop to, you know, slightly below where he's going. But but yeah, I, I do rate Kirk. And I don't think I would have said that before last season. No, and the money move shocked everybody, didn't it? He could perhaps benefit from having Ridley there. Yes, he's going to have a drop True. in targets. But Ridley's clearly going to take that number one ZB away from him, isn't he? Um, so potentially, you know, I don't think he'll quite hit the numbers he did last season. But I think he could be a good pickup if you can get him late. Yeah, they're not. It's not not quite in the kind of elite partnerships of people like Chase and uh, uh, Higgins or, or Smith and Brown. But yeah, I think Ridley and Kirk could be a decent partnership next year. I think the one who potentially loses out the most as a result of Ridley signing is Zay Jones, uh, and that's been reflected in his ADP. He's going as low as wide receiver sixty three, uh, which is kind of early round fourteen. I still think that's a bit of value, to be honest. He was wide receiver 31 last season in points per game and saw 121 targets. The Ridley factor is, of course, significant, but I think Zay Jones is worth a bit of a punt and he will get a significant number of targets in that high-volume offence. Let's play that game again, Tom. So um, I'll give you a few names. Who would you take, uh, Zay Jones or Nico Collins? Zay Jones. Zay, Zay Jones or Romeo Dobbs? I take Dobbs. Would you? Yeah, yeah, yeah. I think yeah, I'm the same, advice, actually. Yeah, yeah. He, he, He's like the wide receiver two, isn't he? Jones would be wide receiver three. Yeah, I think so. I mean, is Jones anyone someone you'd look at getting? Probably not. I, I do think with the addition of Ridley, that's him done in terms of fantasy relevance. Really? You know, he'll have, yeah, he'll have the odds five week. You know, not a bad best ball pickup late on. But are you really going to want to guess the weeks to slot him in? No, I'm, I'm, it's a fair point. I mean, that's why he's going so low, yeah, isn't he? Yeah. He's sometimes going undrafted, Zay Jones. And I, I do feel for him a little bit because I think he, he had a good season and was very reliable last season. Um, so running backs. Now, and I'm only going to talk about one running back in detail, and that's Travis Etienne, Etienne, potato, potato. Etienne. Etienne. Oh, let's go. go. Oh, I'm not going to say Etienne. No, no. Yeah, Etienne. Etienne, Etienne. Okay. Can I just say the Jacksonville running back stable has the best names by far. So. Tank Bigsby. Yeah, and he's a beast, isn't he? Jermichael Hasty <laughs> and Snoop Connor. Yeah. I mean, they win the names battle by a distance. Um, I don't expect any of those three to really be fantasy relevant, so I'm not going to talk about them. But I think Travis Etienne, we'll go with what you say, I think the stars could be aligning for Etienne to have a huge season. He's going as RB13 at the end of round three. Let's just have a look at last season. In the second half of last season, in weeks seven to 17, if you take out the Baltimore game, which he left with an injury, 
He averaged 50 fantasy points per game, which was RB8 in terms of points per game. He undoubtedly, as I've stated, has the backfield to himself now. He's going to be a three-down back, and there are chances he could be more involved in the receiving game. Apparently, he's been uh, impressing as a pass catcher in camp, something he came out of college with a bit of a reputation for. I think there's every chance uh, Etienne could be a top 10 running back in PPR leagues, potentially even higher. Uh, uh, he's someone who I think might have a superstar season. Um, yes, potentially. Is he going to take that pass catching role? You know, that, that will be my worry. Is he going to be that true three down back? I mean, Hasty's done little bits and bobs where he's been. And I have heard some quite good things about Bigsby. He's the super short but real stocky one, right? Hence, like, yeah, tank, yeah. tank must tank. be a nickname. Yeah. No, been. no, I think it's his actual name. <laughs> right, okay. yeah. Maybe he was a big baby, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Um, but yeah, he's clearly the RB1 there, isn't he? So definitely worth the punt at ADP. Yeah, he's someone that I've tried to pick up. Um, and yeah, I think he's very good value at RB13. So there's only one more uh, player to talk about. And, and as we move to tight ends, again, there's only really one relevant tight end I'd say um, in Jacksonville and that's Evan Engram he's going as tight end eight uh, which is kind of the end of round seven early round eight now I'll, I'll, I'll lay my cards on the table I'm a big fan of Engram I think he's a hugely talented player uh, and it took a move to Jacksonville last season for him to finally start to fulfill that potential uh, he finished as tight end five um, now I'd fallen out with him last season after he let me down when I took him all over the place in two previous seasons. So I didn't take him anywhere last year when he finished up tight end five. He had seven weeks where he got over 10 fantasy points last year. Uh, and he had that particularly amazing week in week 15 in Tennessee, where he snared 11 receptions, including two touchdowns. I do think he could be impacted most by the Ridley factor as target competition is going to be so fierce in Jacksonville. He's being drafted as like a mid to low range tight end one, which could be a slight overpay. Although, don't be surprised if Engram continues to link up well with T-Law. Um, I think that he will still get targeted and it's just whether he makes the most of those targets. Yeah, and if you look at the players going around him, certainly after, you've got Frymouth and Joku. I mean, Schultz we quite like as a bit of value and Cole Komet potentially is a bit of value. Um, but at that level, you know, tight end is such a mess. And I don't want to start dipping into rookies. I, he's a great value, really. Like you say, the Ridley factor is definitely going to have an effect, though. I don't think he'll quite reach the heights he did last year. No, I think he's probably being drafted in the right place. I think his ADP is about spot on, to be honest. So that is our first delve into the AFC South, uh, looking at the Jacksonville Jaguars, a team I'm going to look forward to following this year. I think two games in London, so um, see them in the flesh as well, which will be exciting. And I, I know you said you didn't, but I have a slight affinity with them as a London team and I, I kind of want them to do well. And I think I like them because of T-Law as well. Yeah, it's the hair, isn't it? He looks like a proper quarterback. Yeah, he's very, he's very, very handsome locks, man. Yeah, yeah, very much so. Right, so that's another team in the books. Jacksonville done. Uh, and there's only one thing left to do, which is, Malcolm, take us home. You have been listening to Pestle and Ed of TH Fantasy Football. For more content, follow TH underscore fantasy underscore NFL on Instagram and Twitter.